This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's always game day in Buffalo, and it's Sal Capaccio with Matt Bove. We always welcome you in, and thank you for joining us. Download, subscribe, wherever you find your podcasts. We appreciate it. And, Matt, I'm going to start this off with something you may not know. Okay. Last week. Yeah. We passed 100,000 downloads, pal. Oh, beautiful. That's great. No, I did not know that. I'm glad to hear that. That's amazing. Congratulations, man. It's awesome. Thanks to all, all the uh, listeners and new downloaders out there that helped us get there and all the old people have been with us since the beginning. Do we get like a party for that? Is this like when you're in school, do they like bring like pizza to our houses or cupcakes Maybe. or anything like that? Maybe. And look, Who do I we mean, need to talk to about that. <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty cool. Well, you know what? Uh, we got, I got my wife and son, your wife, we could just turn around and high five them wherever yeah, we are that's, our locations yeah, that's, here. That's right? perfect. And look, I mean, it, it's a nice number because we've only been doing this since like late July, basically. Right. We yeah. started this when training camp started. Um, so to have, this, you know, milestone already, we really appreciate it from everybody out there. And uh, thank you so much to everybody uh, who's been ar- around for this ride already. And it, we're going to continue it going as the season goes on, including today, our second of the week, a look ahead to the Tennessee Titans. The Bills take on the Titans Monday night football at Highmark Stadium. Let's start there. Monday night football. Um, what does Monday night football mean to you? What does Monday night football, Matt, mean to you watching uh, on TV growing up, now covering it as professional yeah. and being a part of that atmosphere and environment? Well, usually it means chaos for me because I work at an ABC affiliate and usually uh-huh. there's the connection between the ABC, the ESPN, the Monday night football. But this week is a little different because the game that ABC is carrying my station is actually the Vikings and Eagles, Wow! but it's in Buffalo. So like, we don't really have anything to do with that game. Monday night football to me was always kind of like the pie in the sky of when the team is good. That's where you get to play. I know Sunday night has kind of become like the maybe more premier spot around the league, maybe compared to what Monday night used to be, but still like the music to me, it still sends like a little bit of a chill down my spine. I know I've seen a lot of like TikToks and Instagram videos of people sharing the music for all the different themes, the NFL on CBS, Fox, 
Fox, Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. I think I'm partial to Monday Night Football. I think that might be my favorite theme music of all of them. I think it just hits a little bit different. So Monday Night Football, it is a spectacle. I feel like you're kind of closing out the week at that point, and you're also playing a standalone game. So it was always like the one, whenever the Bills got a primetime game, it felt like unless it was a Thursday, every once in a while, they'd get tossed a Monday night game. But now it's like, this is just status quo starting the season with two straight primetime games. When you think of like your childhood Monday night football, who's the voice you think of? Ooh, I think of like Mike Tirico. Oh, wow. that's yeah. That's like my kind of generation. I am what old, I would think. Of. I am really, no, here's, I, here's, I'm going to go tell ahead. you, cause mine's Frank Gifford, dude, like Frank Gifford <laughs> in the eighties, like and Howard Cosell. Like, I mean, I grew up with them, but really, really it was, um, Dan Deerdorf, um, you know, those guys too. But Frank Gifford is the guy I think of all the time. When I think of that, when I think of what's the, when you, I say bills on Monday night football, what's the first game you think of bills on Monday night football, believe it or not. It's probably Bills at Jets, Super Bowl years. Uh, Bills just completely torched them in New York. I think Thurman had over 200 yards rushing, might have even set a Monday Night Football record or came close to it that night. That's the first game I think of because I got to tell you, I think that was 88, Matt, when they got a little better, maybe 89. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think they'd been to a Super Bowl yet. I have to go back and look at the actual game, but it was the game that you said, the way you just said, like, it was the game that got them on the national stage. Like, they were good, so they put them on Monday night, and all of a sudden they were just great that night. And it's like, yeah, we've arrived, man. We've arrived with Jim Kelly at Thurman Thomas and Andre Reed, and it was awesome. So this is going to show maybe the generation gap, and maybe for people who are similar age to me, mm-hmm. the first game I think of when the Bills are on Monday Night Football, even after the years of them being good, is the year they lost to the Cowboys at the end of the game. Oh man, that's the with To as a yeah. Cowboy, all of the yeah. Romo interceptions, and that's why to me, like Mike Tirico is the first voice that pops into my head because I think back to that game, I think back to the game against the Cleveland Browns yes. on Monday Night Football. That was also just a mess. I also think to the Patriots game with the Laotis McKelvin fumble mm-hmm. to start the season. So these are heartbreaking the, here, man. Well, that's my, that's basically yeah. my entire life up until, you know, now that it, this is professional. Now that I cover the team, you don't watch the broadcast. That's another thing, you know, another layer to what we were talking about last week with me having to fly home and watch the game on TV and everything. Yeah. It's like the first time I've watched a game on TV and I can't tell you how long. And it's really like the broadcast, even watching the broadcast was a little foreign to me. So yeah, when I think of Monday night football, I think of my time sitting in my family room with my parents, watching the bills usually lose in a heartbreaking fashion. Speaking of parents, Matt, and watching the games when I was a kid, I'm talking like, I mean, Max's age, eight years old, nine years old, 10, 11, 12 years old, somewhere in there. I a loved football. I also wanted to stay up as late as possible because that's what you do when you're a kid. You want to stay up as late as possible. And my dad would say, come on, you got to go to bed, got to go to bed. But he would let me watch like most of the first half. And then I would just beg every week. I'd beg him, dad, can I please just stay up to watch halftime highlights? Because it was an event to watch Howard Cosell's halftime highlights on Monday night football. Look them up on YouTube folks. Howard Cosell halftime highlights. It was Howard Cosell halftime highlights. What happened on Sunday? 
in the NFL. And I hope I did that. Okay. But you all know what I'm talking about. That's what I did. I love football. I wanted to keep watching it and I wanted to stay up as late as possible. So I stayed up as late as I could to watch Howard Cosell's halftime highlights. And back then, by the way, the games started at 9 PM, not 8 20, not 7 15, 9 PM. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a young kid staying up late, which probably explains a lot about my grades back then. It's just amazing to me how it all comes full circle of like, now there are a large portion of the fan base that is complaining about how many primetime games that the bills have and how they don't have enough Sunday, one o'clock home games anymore. But for years and years and years for like literally two decades, it was the bills are never in primetime. The bills will never be showcased like that. And if they will, it'll be a game or two max. And if you get to one of them for sure will be on Thursday night. And now we're talking about, Thursday night to start the season Monday night. Yep. Then we go on a little bit of a run with like normal one o'clock games. Then you get to, you know, the cream of the crop, the four twenty five Sunday game against the chiefs, which is like the most sacred game on the NFL calendar this year. That was the game that CBS wouldn't lay their hands off of. It was just like, this is our game. And then they come back after that and they have Sunday night football again at home against the Packers. So I I think it's really cool for a generation of bills fans that are really young. Like I know we did a story this week at channel seven about, did you hear about the orchard park and frontier school districts? Did you hear about this? I know that they, that orchard park is letting kids out early and the, the headline has been, Oh, the bills are playing. They're letting them out early. Well, I believe it's because of the busing situation and they don't want kids like on the buses for hours because of all the traffic around the stadium. Isn't that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. So, and it's, and it all makes a ton of sense, right. but I saw some great tweets about this and somebody was like, JP Lossman never got us a half day of school, <laughs> which was like, so I love perfect. It. That's so yeah, great. so that's like another layer to it too, but it, it's just cool. Like I know even for the first day of the season, when they played the Rams, I saw a lot of people sharing on social media, like all of the kids at the bus stops wearing their yeah. Josh Allen shirts and their Stefan Diggs jerseys and all this stuff. And it's just cool. Like for people that age, this is the bills that they're kind of, you know, falling in love with. And it's really cool. Yeah, no doubt. And by the way, this is only the second September primetime home game in 22 years. The only other one, September primetime home game, was against the Jets in 2016 in week two when the Bills won and then Greg Roman was fired the next day. It was a Thursday night game. Other than that, the last time before that, the Bills had played a September home primetime game was against the Titans to open the season the year after home run throwback. The Bills lose on home run throwback. They opened the season on Sunday night football against the Titans. They won the game. Rob Johnson started Alex Van Pelt came in, actually let him on a game winning drive. I believe if I remember right, it was a low scoring game. Since then, the bills have not hosted September primetime games. Now look, that's a narrow scope. I understand only a certain set of circumstances to even have that. But what, what I'm happy about Matt is for the last few years, when the bills have been on primetime, when they have had Monday night or Sunday night home games, it's been late in the season. Bad weather, snow, mm-hmm. cold. Now yeah. it might be some rain on Monday. I don't know, but at least we get a September primetime game for people to go to the stadium and enjoy when it, the weather hasn't completely turned yet. What is the appropriate time if you're not like in an RV? Because I think if you're in an RV, all rules go out the window. You can kind of set up your tailgate. If you're just traveling to the game 
in a car, in an SUV with some buddies, you've got, maybe you're meeting some friends to tailgate. What is the like appropriate time to start tailgating for a seven 15 Monday night football game? Seven 15 game gates would open at five 15. So I'm thinking one o'clock or two o'clock. Okay. And that's kind of where I'm at too. I'm thinking from the conversations that I've had with friends who are bills fans, people who are going to the game, more of them are taking off the Monday of the game, not the Tuesday after the game. Most of them are basically going, getting there early afternoon, maybe late morning, tailgating the entire day, going to the game, hoping that they get home by midnight and just trying to rally as much as they can on Tuesday. So I would say like, I think noon is very realistic. Like to go by the time you get your setup, you've got five, six hours of just having the best time in the world. Yep. You go into the game, you watch it, and then you get home. Max is going to his first primetime home game. Uh, he went to the LA game, but I'm okay with him going because it is a 7:15 start. It is important to tell everybody it's a 7:15 kick. It's not a normal 8:20 kick. Um, you know, if it was uh-huh. later, I don't. I wouldn't want him to do that. I'd be like, no, you can't. It's too late. He's still going to get home late. But at least, Matt, it is not as late for everybody, right? I mean, after this game, like you said, you're getting home before midnight. You're getting enough time in to go to to work or school the next morning. I mean, I'm thinking of it from the standpoint that like once the game is done and our work for the evening is done, I think we're going to be able to record an episode of the podcast after the game, which is really convenient because the time it takes us to record the podcast is basically the same thing as if the game would have started at 815. I wish every primetime game started at seven 15. <laughs> That's just the reality of the situation. All right. Speaking of recording a podcast, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about this game. Let's get into it a little bit. The bills and the Titans.